0: everybody, welcome to Culture Conversations. I'm here with two wonderful people, some of my favorite, favorite people at The Chronicle. And I do say that every episode, but I truly mean it this time. Um, these two people are mentors, innovators, leaders, uh, and they're, they're very, very, very smart. And we're going to get into some smart things on this episode because we're talking about books. But to start off the episode, I would love if you two could introduce yourself very, very briefly. Paige, let's go ahead and start with you.
1: Hey, everyone, my name is Paige Barnes, and I am the audience engagement editor for the Columbia Chronicle. And I'm Brooklyn Kyoso, and I'm the copy chief at
2: the
0: Columbia Chronicle. So Paige and, and Brooklyn are, are two heavy hitters, um, two intimidating people, I would say. I would say, Brooklyn, I think you're a little bit more intimidating than Paige. Paige was very, very nice when I walked in the Chronicle office. Brooklyn, the first time I saw you, I was horrified. You walk with an air of uh, – you're very erudite, or you have an erudite atmosphere. I don't know if you're actually that smart. I think you are, but maybe some people won't. We'll get into it. But regardless, we're talking literature today. We're talking about books. I've recently started reading again because break is coming up, and I've actually had the time to read. I don't know about you guys, but typically I don't. I know Brooklyn probably – I mean you read every day, right, Brooklyn?
2: I do. I try. I don't always succeed, but I try to finish like a book a week.
0: Yeah, that's absurd. Oh
2: my goodness.
0: Um, I could literally never, I don't know if I have the attention span for it. I don't even watch a movie a week, and that's my major. Um, but you know what? I, I say, you know what? Tell, talk to me, guys. What have you guys been reading? What, what's been uh, interesting to you recently? Whoever wants to I, go can go. Yeah, what's up, Paige? All
1: right, I'll go. Um, as I have shared, I am reading or have read, actually, because I thought we were talking about our favorite Books that (laughs) we've been currently reading. Yeah, that works. Yeah. Um, so this is the first of the three series, and I have them right here, which this isn't a book promo or anything, but I am saying they are worth reading, um, especially because they're so easy to go through. Um, and this one, the first of the series is called Unearthly, um, and it's by Cynthia Hand. Um, Mm. it's made for preteens, so gotta love it it's my like teen angst i guess coming out um and the reason why i was attracted to it one is because the cover is amazing which just sounds very superficial of course look how like fun it yeah, yeah
0: it's reflective <laughs> man it's like a trading um, card
1: <laughs> yes exactly yeah and covers really matter they really get you to buy the book
0: this is true cover. this is true
1: and I guess ultimately I'll say it's just about this girl who's like a a typical teenager trying to get through high school and stuff and then she finds out that she is an angel not like niceness angel but like an actual angel and just goes through high school trying to figure out that and then she meets some other angels who are just regular teenagers too I don't know if there are any adult angels Um, but then there's dark angels and stuff and like I said it sounds very out there because it is out there but it's so easy to read and the font is big enough for me too so,
0: so. <laughs> you, have, you have trouble with small font
1: <laughs> indeed i do i got really <laughs> bad bad sightseeing yo, yo, it, it's big enough
0: yeah yo, hey if it works for you it works for me Paige, i i feel like um there's a little bit of a personal connection you have to this book i feel like you're talking about your own life finding out you're an angel in high school i feel like that suits you
1: is that a really bad like pickup line
0: no, no, no! It's not a pickup line at all. It's not. <laughs> make what you make of it. Don't get Braxton to come over here, man. Braxton's uh, gonna beat me up. No, Paige. I feel like I feel like you've had. A, a, I, I can just tell. I feel like there's there's something underneath the surface there. Are you typically into uh, like teen fiction? Because mm-hmm. I'm not at all. I've always hated it.
1: I wouldn't say I'm an avid teen fiction person, but I do enjoy a good teen fiction novel here and yeah. there, just because. I think the drama that happens in there yeah. makes me feel better about my life and thinking, <laughs> Oh goodness, there are students, you know, young people out there that are yeah. freaking out about high school, which it is a very difficult time in the life,
0: it's true. It's true. Um,
1: but it makes my life easier now. I'm like, Oh, I'm over that.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Brooklyn. How about you? Are you a teen fiction person? You strike me as not being one.
1: I am not,
2: I don't even know. Maybe I shouldn't be able to say that because I don't know if I've ever actually read a teen fiction book. I'm trying to, really? like, think back, and I don't – like, I never skinned. read
0: – You missed your John Green face? Yeah.
2: I never read any John Green
0: books, no. Yo, that's dope. Good for you, man. That's rad. Yeah, no, I, I don't like teen fiction. I also – I didn't have – well, I, mean, I don't know. I think it was different for boys in high school or middle school or whatever. Because John, if you read John Green and you were a guy in high school, you know, people would make fun of you. At least that's how it was in my high school.
1: Um, that's a harsh high school see i'm telling you it's difficult to be a teenager in high school
0: it is why it's fun reading. i guess it's a nice escape but i i i I, will talk a little bit more when we get around to me but i'm also reading a fantasy book right now Paige. so i feel you it's nice to have sort of like an escape away from what's happening in real life right now i appreciate that brooklyn what have you been reading
2: um recently i finished i have my books too um hell yeah the story of my teeth by Valeria Lucelli. Yeah, quick lady. about, <laughs> this is a fiction book. Um, I've been reading a lot more fiction lately, whereas I usually read more nonfiction. Yeah. Um, but she basically writes about, it's a translated novel from Spanish to English, uh, where she talks about an auctioneer in Mexico City that mm-hmm. auctions off like historical literary figures' teeth. Um, okay.
0: kind of sweet. It's really
2: experimental. <laughs> That's and cool. It's really, really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I I really enjoyed it. I finished this in like two days. Oh my and that's, pr- that's pretty long fast is it? for me. How long is it? It is.
0: Like what? Like 300 something? 300? Nope. 160. Oh, okay. All right. That's not bad. I mean, that's still fast. I, okay. It takes me it takes me much, much longer to read than that.
1: Does um, it have large print though?
0: Yeah. See, that's a Let's real question. See. Is it accessible? No,
1: it's actually a really <laughs> oh. small print. Oh, I couldn't do it.
0: Oh, so that's basically 250. <laughs> pa- if it's tiny font, that's basically 250 <laughs> pages right there. That's nothing dude. Or no, that's a lot. Actually. That's not nothing. Uh, Brooklyn. Does it take more for you? So Brooklyn for people who don't know is an MFA creative uh, nonfiction student Brooklyn. Does it take more out of you to really, really get into a, a piece of text since you're so involved with, you know, like the mechanics of it, or is it, do you feel like it's it's still pretty easy for you to get into whatever story?
2: Um, I think lately at least because i have been personally experimenting with like really Mm. experimental writing yeah it's like a very um traditional text it does take me a little bit more to get into it because i'm like oh i've kind of read this it feels like i've read this before right right um so but if it's really experimental like that's i watch why i really enjoyed that because it's like an interesting
0: yeah um
2: take like auctioneering off like marilyn monroe's teeth. yeah that's so weird yeah um
0: yeah. That's cool. Yeah, I'm into weird stuff too. See, I think the problem that I run into cuz I I used to read pretty frequently after I got out of high school. And then once things started getting heavier with school, I, like I slowed down during the school year and then I kind of catch up during the summer, but I never know where to go to find like good books to read. Like, I don't know, like if, if you were to ask me like, Hey, you know, where do I go to look for movies? I could give you a million options, but I have mm-hmm. no idea when it comes to books. And so I always like have to take some time after reading something to, to find the way, you know what I mean? Yeah.
2: Yeah. Goodness. I have a, reads i was gonna yeah goodreads is a good also if you obviously you're not right now because covid but during normal times i honestly will a lot of times go to like small bookstores like i go mm-hmm. to felson community books and i'll ask the like the person working what they recommend
0: yeah that's my worst. And i'll I used, go based on that really, yeah that's my worst nightmare i used to work at barnes and noble and I would hate when people did that because I would feel like a fraud because <laughs> oh, okay. I felt like a fraud because I didn't really have that much to suggest. <laughs> uh, I had a few. Wait, th- yeah. yeah. You work
1: there? That's my like family store. Like my great, 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 great grandparents Wait, started that. Wait, seriously? No,
0: Wait, you're I'm part just... of the, oh, <laughs> dude, oh, I thought you are part of the Barnes family. <laughs> I don't noble. Even ask
1: that. Yep. Yo, that's yeah, crazy. Oh, I don't know. He, he quit. It was a very heated dispute between the two uh grandparents
0: yeah no i would hate that because i would always work to register and people it, well, it was it, typically it was like old people and old people oh. would come up and say hey what should i you know you got you got any recommendation or like you know, like parents or whatever it is i'm like listen dude i'm the last person you want to ask i <laughs> i because a i don't read that often and b the stuff i read isn't kosher you know i feel like a lot <laughs> of people aren't really into what i'm reading but I, I have picked up, uh, like, reading again recently. I got a little bit of the way through. The, I read a lot of biographies about directors and so, like, film directors. And so I got this awesome one about John Cassavetes, who's really cool. But I've more so been into this, one of my favorite covers ever on a book. Look at that. Piranesi by Susanna Clark. Have you guys heard of this thing? Mm-mm. What's it it's, about? <laughs> it's sweet, Brooklyn. I think you'll like this. It's uh, it's a fantasy book. It's uh, pretty short. It's like 250 pages. It's based on it's kind of based on the not the life, but like the the character uh, or the man uh, Piranesi, who was an old Italian um, illustrator and kind of an architect, but he used to document these prisons. Um, and then a lot of his illustrations his really fine, like anatomical almost illustrations um, were updated and they added all this crazy stuff with like impossible geometry. So there are like bridges that would lead into walls and like, you know, just things that couldn't structurally exist. And so Susanna Clark took this, you know, this guy's work and uh, turned it into this character who's trapped in, I think they call it the house. Um, which is just like a maze and there's these endless, endless rooms filled with statues and like like water comes in and floods these halls and basically there's like supposed to be something at the middle of this house. Um and so he catalogues all the different rooms and it's kind of like a diary. It's like formatted like his diary. It's very, very interesting. It's kind of spooky, which I like. Um,
1: That is so cool. I'm sold. You sold it to me. You should be a books publisher and try to sell it market it like that. See,
0: if I actually read more books when I worked at Barnes & Noble, I would have been promoted. I would have made so much more money. Or probably not because my boss didn't really like me at all. Uh, That's a funny (laughs) story. They hated me there.
1: You're
0: (laughs) here here now, though. You're living
1: your best life at the Chronicle.
0: (laughs) You know what, Paige? You're right. Thank you for that. I did. Yo, Barnes and Noble was at the top of my resume when I applied for the Chronicle, just throwing that out there. And it did. I, I'm sure it got me the job, but very, very good. I'm really, really into fantasy. And this book is like reading it now, um, during COVID is very, very interesting. Right. Cause like this character is trapped in this house the entire time. Yeah. And I don't know if it makes me feel better about the situation we're all in or worse, but it makes me feel something. And that's mm-hmm. interesting. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't know. But, uh, Paige, you had a, a, an interesting thing that I, I think everybody listening or, or watching is going to relate to that we want to talk mm. about today. Um, tell us a, a little bit about sort of what you wanted to discuss today.
1: Okay. I want to take my soapbox and talk about you have how... It.
0: It's your platform. Oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah, no, it's yours, man.
1: Talk about how I think my drop or my interest in reading books themselves, uh, spurred from having to read books in high school. And I'm not like the books that were chosen. Some of them were great. Some of them were bad, you know, it was like a hit or miss. Yeah. And thinking back, like, I understand that my high school in Cincinnati, Wyoming high school, not the state wanted, all the students to have a well-rounded understanding of literature out there, mm-hmm. but the fact that they would make us read word for word and create things, or at least have us look at things that sometimes weren't there. Yeah, and I yeah. almost wanted to like pull my hair out and be like, well, why don't you ask Edgar Allan Poe now? Or why don't you ask um, chinua Achebe from Things Fall Apart? Like mm-hmm. we, I don't know, I can't interpret it. Yeah. Um, and sometimes I wonder on the side of authors, do they really put work out there for readers to just pick apart and yeah, you know, or just hit like it over joy, and over? Right?
0: Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's it. Well, Brooklyn, what do you think? I mean, you're right. I mean, I know you predominantly do not. Do you write any fiction, Brooklyn, or no?
2: Um, I did during, I haven't in many years, <laughs> I feel like. Many I did a years. lot during my undergrad. Okay. Um, I and see. then I kind of like started leaning towards nonfiction. But I agree with, I just yeah. remember in my like honors English class in high school mm-hmm. having to read, you know, like the great Gatsby um, of Mice and the Men and yeah, yeah. us being forced to use sticky notes and annotate the book and mine yeah. just being so sick because I was just trying to get a grade and I was yeah, writing like, yeah, LOL. Yeah, yeah. Blue
0: eyes, question mark. yeah yeah <laughs> like, yeah, yeah.
2: trying to write anything down so that my teacher could see that I was engaging with the book when I wasn't really engaging with the book at all
0: yeah I see you yeah no 100% I I, I relate to you on that because I really genuinely did not I actually when I was a child I I wrote a lot and I actually like when I was a kid one of my dream jobs was to be an author and I always you know I've always enjoyed I mean everybody here has always enjoyed writing right um mm. but I never over oh, <laughs> oh <laughs> yo you just interrupted my whole bit <laughs> oh, I'm so sure of it you don't like it you don't like writing
1: no I'm just kidding I mean I sometimes I like writing depends. I don't think I was the greatest writer only because in high school they were like the professor teachers were like yeah you just didn't understand this book right, like yeah. the way that you wrote it so I'm like I'm not a good writer I yeah, always I hear thought you.
0: that Okay, well, I mean, that's part of the problem. But yeah, so like, I never enjoyed um, reading for school, like ever Mm -hmm. until I had a teacher um, that like opened it up a little bit. And it wasn't so Mm -hmm. like, you know, uh, I don't even like, I don't even know the word you use to describe it, I guess, like, so disciplined about this is what they need. No, so like curriculum based, you know what I mean? Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Um, You know, that's kind of absurd to me. Um, But I don't know, Brooklyn, when you're writing, are you like dropping little bombs in there to people to pick up? Or is it just sort of, you know, like, what's your process look like?
2: Yeah, so I I was when um, Paige brought up this topic, that was like one of the first thing I started thinking of was yeah. that in high school I was really annoyed when teachers were like, oh, there's a blue door. Right. What do you think that means?
0: Right. But now that
2: I write nonfiction you and get I it now? write, yeah, I write very like segmented essays, mm-hmm. where. I go into like different settings and right. different topics and ask different questions and they're all connecting in a way and right, I like need the reader to see that connection
0: yeah 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 so I'm
2: like dropping things into that I'm like I hope they get this so you would have mm-hmm. to like read this really closely but to and, fully get it
0: and if somebody missed it though I mean you know what would, would, would they still be able to sort of follow along or do you feel like that stuff is really as sort of instrumental as as these teachers make it out to be
2: I would say, yeah, I think that and you'd definitely be able to get it and you might enjoy it, but you right. won't really get the full depth of what I'm doing or what I'm trying to do, at least.
0: I get you. But it's also like, you know, if you're, I mean, I feel like part of it is, um, you know, like I read, uh, 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 crap, what's the Charles Dickens book with the Tale of Two Cities? Like we read that sophomore year. And, like, we were, like, 15 reading that book, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, we were children. And so, you know, and I, I was always okay at it because English was the only class I was ever good at. But, like, some of my friends, you know what I mean, were just suffering through that, you know?
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. People oh. felt
0: bad. Was that were – were you struggling with it? What did you read in high school, Paige, that you hated?
1: That I really hated? Yeah. A room with a view. And I don't want to spoil I mean, it, I but read the that. room – has a view. <laughs> and not everything that I didn't, there were more things, if anything, that I liked than what I didn't like. Right. Um, it was just the, you know, hounding of what is this mean? I see. Yeah. that joy, you know, but that drove me nuts. But the good ones, um, certainly like The Great Gatsby, really like Things Fall Apart. Um, I like Sula, who, uh, by Tony mm. Morrison, who is now deceased. Um, I thought that, I read a few playwrights that were good, um, like Wit and yeah. obviously Shakespeare as well. Yeah, so majority yeah. of them were good, but right. it's hard to not hear a book when I'm talking to some younger people, like, what are you reading now? And they're like, well, this stupid book. And I'm like, it's not a stupid book. It's the content and the stuff that. That they're forcing you to take away Right, from right, it, that right, I
0: think right. is kind of stupid. Yeah you know. it kind of ruins it. I mean Brooklyn what about you did you hate anything you read like in high school that you were forced to read growing up?
2: Um I didn't really like Animal Farm. I don't I know
1: didn't,
0: if not wanted to that. read
2: that. We read No uh, George Orwell. That's a good one. I wasn't super in- I maybe again. That's interesting cause I, think I feel like perspective, you would like George
0: Orwell. Yeah. I feel like he'd be up your <laughs> alley. Think,
2: yeah my perspective on reading those definitely changed since high school but also, I think another downfall of me being in high school and deciding, oh, I'm going to go to college for English
0: mm-hmm.
2: was that to be an English major, I immediately thought I had to read like every classic book ever written <laughs> and I spent like a whole summer just like diving into like Hemingway
1: yeah Orwell
2: yeah and Morrison and, and it was been wasting my time because I yeah. could have been reading like modern day non-fiction right. and probably benefiting mm-hmm. myself more than reading those
0: that's interesting I had a similar uh thing happen but I didn't do it because I wanted to study English I did it because I wanted people to think I was smart
2: me too that was another reason too that I could say like I've read all of Hemingway
0: yeah 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 that was impressive I I was trying to read Ulysses for a bit and I didn't get too far in on that uh because I am uh, contrary to popular belief I'm very very dumb I'm extremely stupid (laughs) you Uh,
2: always say that but I don't I don't I think you're just saying that so that we think
1: that so everything you say sounds smart yeah or we take pity on you Jonah you have no pity for me because I know you're intelligent and I know that you have a very vast repertoire.
0: Is that why uh, the the in the last uh, email chain in the management handle I just sent a picture of a seal floating in water? <laughs> Did you see
1: that? <laughs> that was really <laughs> that cute. Picture hey, of the pictures are louder than words. Sometimes. That's what I'm
0: saying. That's what I'm saying. Hey, so what do you guys think it is? Because I feel this. Uh, I feel like this idea of um like, like reading uh, to have to read like I think we all agree like, really ruins the experience of it. But I even mm-hmm. feel that way like. Um like when I like I'm taking like a film history course right now and I have to watch certain movies for it and I'm like, I don't even Mm -hmm. want to watch it. But if I wasn't in the course, I would totally want to watch it. Mm -hmm. What is it about like when it's um mandatory that that ruins it? You guys have a theory? I don't know
1: because you're not it's not a personal investment or you don't feel like it's an investment right right um, i mean there is an end goal of you read this you get an a in this class mm-hmm. and then you can graduate whether it be in high school or in college or some higher ed right yeah but it's because it is forced upon you that there's just that resistance and it's kind of like nice to be like oh i i'm not gonna do this and there's the fact that other people probably feel that same way right. where else would there be like spark notes or, clip right, notes? Right, or the fact right. that there are books to movies that people just read I I mean it's so much easier and more enjoyable to watch a movie um sometimes than having to read a book for some for saying <laughs> Bro- that.
0: broken would disagree <laughs> <laughs> what what <laughs> i said you would disagree wouldn't you
2: what that i watching a movie is more enjoyable yeah yeah i would disagree
1: <laughs>
2: but, You're uh, for so everything me. some things though yeah i agree Penny. yeah for some things i agree with for some things i think that Like the having to read a book, you're like engaging with it for the wrong reason a lot of the time. How so? Like in your class, you're, I guess, at least for me, maybe this isn't for everyone, at least for me, when I have to read a book for a class, especially in like a grad program class, Mm -hmm. um, I'm like, what am I going to say about it in class? And so I'm just like reading until I find something I'm going to talk about instead of just like engaging with it in a way I would right now, just reading for fun.
0: Yeah, I, I completely relate to that. And I like I I especially I feel like it's I feel like um, like the desire to sort of flaunt your intellectual superiority f- fades away as you get older because um, <laughs> I'm so old um but you know like i i super super felt that like coming in my freshman year of college i don't know about you guys where i was like oh god i don't maybe it's something to you know going to art school and everybody has this opinion on what art school is um but like this there is this need to yeah you read a book and you're i'm like not even thinking about what i'm reading i'm thinking about how i'm gonna flaunt you know next you know tomorrow um but maybe that's a jonah thing i wouldn't be surprised if that was a jonah thing who knows um but we got to move on to the next subject which is okay because this is a banger subject that i personally personally love so much brooklyn talk to us what do you want to i know you want to rant get it out let's 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 open this up let's unpack this
2: well i just i really want to talk about how nonfiction is super misunderstood and underrated it's when people hear nonfiction a lot of the time um probably not mm-hmm. writers but maybe people that don't read a lot or People that don't engage with a lot of different kinds of books and only read fiction, for example. Um, when you think nonfiction, you're like, oh, I have to read an autobiography, or, mm-hmm. and that just makes me so upset as a mm-hmm. nonfiction writer because nonfiction can be so many things. Like, yeah. As I was thinking about this, I was thinking about how, like, there's books by Roxane Gay that are called Bad Feminist, and it's a whole collection of essays about how she's a bad feminist because she likes rap music, and then there's other books. <laughs> like Bluettes by Maggie Nelson that's like a whole book of a lyrical essay where she just talks about mm-hmm. like her obsession with the color blue right so, like you it really can be anything and I don't think people fully understand that
0: I totally agree with you for a while I want I for a while I was considering doing like a double major in like the creative nonfiction thing so I love essays you know I wouldn't say as much as you but I like them a lot um mm-hmm. but yeah there's totally a disconnect you tell people like what you used like you know I remember when I was like a kid and I would see like, you have to read a nonfiction book. It was like, okay, yeah. You either write a biography or you read like a a science book and those are lame typically, you know? Um, Yeah. I completely agree. Paige, what do you think about this?
1: Well, I wanted to ask a question. So Brooklyn, you're saying that nonfiction can be anything, but it's not, except fiction, I guess then.
2: Yeah. But I was going to talk about a little bit about how like, I would make a very bold claim every time and say that I think nonfiction is tops and just like pops fiction and poetry. Ooh. Um Ooh. but which is a bold claim, I know. But I also it. nonfiction, because it can be so experimental, especially now, it kind of blurs the line sometimes into fiction. Which mm. is cool because yeah. it, like okay to do that.
0: Well, and well, here's, here's what's interesting though. So I, I mean my, you know, Brooklyn we've talked about my favorite writer ever is David Foster Wallace and a lot of people come at his work. Um, Cause he wrote, he did a lot, a lot of his essays were done for like Rolling Stone or something, mm-hmm. you know, they were a little bit more they were done um, for a publication. Um, But they weren't necessarily written journalistically, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, but a lot of people would be like, well, how much of this is embellishment because of sort of the way he writes, you know, you have Foster Wallace's whole thing is like the sentence that's like a page and a half long, you know, and so there's so much is also my thing, because I totally stole that. Uh, But, you know, he (laughs) loves loves like embellishment. And um, if you're writing and it's being published, right, like, is that a, you know, is that an issue if it starts to fade into fiction in Brooklyn, you don't Mm -hmm. say it is an issue.
2: I wouldn't say so. Um, yeah. A lot of right now, too, a lot of times when you submit to magazines online that mm-hmm. you want your work to be published in, they have a section called Trans Genre. so oh. you can submit in, like, a. Tr- if you think yours is blurring the line too much mm-hmm. between nonfiction and fiction, a lot of times they have that That's um, interesting. section. I had no idea. But, yeah, I do. My whole thing, my favorite thing that people have ever said about nonfiction is mm-hmm. um, it's based on your truth. So if it's
0: true mm. to you, then right. it's true. That's right. nonfiction. That's what I appreciate yeah. about it. Yeah.
1: I fully agree with that. As I am going to mention about autobiographies is that truth is so gray just because it's true to you doesn't mean that it necessarily was happening. And we've seen in psychology too, that um, if you get enough people to say, this is you know, the longer stick, or this is not happening, or I remember the event this way, the person is going to start thinking that it is that way, I guess. Right. And so- sorry there's a fire uh, oh you're good don't worry about it don't worry about um it. and I just wonder about you know autobiographies how like right. can they be nonfiction. how do you know what they're saying is true fact check me you know we need yeah, Brooklyn, yeah. we need you to come here and fact check our feelings <laughs> and our life events yeah. and our linkedins
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah I mean that yeah I mean that's interesting because I feel like that conversation comes up anytime there's like a new you know, biography or memoir or whatever it is. Right. And there's like, oh, well, they revealed this whole thing. It's like, to what extent is that, you know, um, you know, what, what is truth, right? There's the lowercase T truth and there's capital T truth. T truth, Exactly.
1: Yeah. You know what I I mean? Um,
0: That that. was also stolen from David Foster Wallace. Boom. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, you know, I think that's, that's like a really, really interesting thing, but going back to David Foster Wallace, I never get to talk about him (laughs) with people. uh, He, my favorite quote, one of my favorite quotes of his, is uh you know he's people would ask him you know why he wanted to write and he would say you know i don't want to write things that take you out of reality right he wants to write Mm -hmm. about what reality is because it's this thing Mm -hmm. that hasn't been cracked open um Mm -hmm. for me like nonfiction is so so much rewarding to read typically um and i think coming at it it's like somebody that you know like works you know wants to like make money from making works of fiction like in movies right um Mm -hmm. for me nothing you know, does uh, truth, right, whatever that is, the way that writing does, right, like, the ability to go into a single moment and open that up for pages and pages and pages is something that no other medium can do, and people Mm. need to get more of it, Mm. I say.
2: Yeah, I'm all about the, like, same with me, I just feel like after I finish a book of like a collection of essays, I feel so much better than after I finish yes. a fiction book. Yes, yes. Um even though like I enjoy them and I, Sorry, I love <laughs> I Paige's love honestly I <laughs> I'll read whatever honestly that you toss at me. But um I was also gonna say as like a person that just loves reading about mundane things.
0: Yes do that's be why
2: told. yeah. That's why I like nonfiction so much and what I try to do in my own work is like write about Yeah the mundane and make it
0: interesting it's just so fun yeah no i agree with you because it's so much it's so much harder but i also think that you know the the actions and the behaviors that we that we we do every day that we don't pay attention to like that's Mm -hmm. the interesting stuff because why don't we question Mm -hmm. it you know what i mean Um, you know, it's like, why is that, you know, people say, well, that's just the way it is. Well, why, you know, why, why do we or don't we hold the door open for the person behind us? What does that say about us? You know, you Mm -hmm. can write about that. You can make that, you know, a scene in a fiction book, but that that could be a hundred pages if you want it it to be, if you're writing in like a creative nonfiction space, you know, it's Mm -hmm. so interesting. It's such an interesting medium
1: sounds like very much like psychology or like sociology yeah and just about you know maybe collectivism versus individualism kind of thing
0: yeah 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 i think it yeah it definitely comes back to a lot of that stuff Paige, do you read a lot of nonfiction?
1: i do i will say that as a reporter i i actually when you were mentioning about what books mm-hmm. i wish that that the news sometimes were you know would be in a book that would update every day right. kind of like you know i yeah, mean i guess yeah. like a kindle that would just be in a flippable book and i right. actually have a newspaper right here which Look is kind of like my my book and this is from yesterday so it's old news not like super you know <laughs> old news is not not relevant anymore but I do enjoy reading newspapers and I think it's the um hand copiedness of it and yeah, also that it's yeah. um it's a lot more digestible sometimes than a book totally. in the sense that yeah. it there's always a start and a finish I mean I take that back there's not always a start and a finish but it's uh could be considered like a novel because you have part one of the car robbery, and then you mm-hmm. have part two, which is the people got convicted, and part three is like how are these people living without right. the car? Yeah, you know, yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, that's why I, you know, I I I read the news. Uh, probably much less <laughs> than I should, considering the fact that I yeah. work at a newspaper. Crazy. You as well, Brooklyn.
1: So yeah. truth. I don't enjoy writing, and Jonah and Brooklyn don't read the news enough.
2: We
0: are, no. yo, th- this is the expose. We're in the expose moment of the memoir right now. This is crazy. You,
2: um... Did Travis and Curtis listen to this
0: podcast? They definitely listen to this podcast, and yes, we are applying for rehiring very, very soon. Very so, soon. Travis and Curtis, uh, you know, don't Please hold against me. us. Please hire us.
1: I promise, I like writing. writing. Uh, no I and I do. I say that with a grain of salt that I don't like it.
0: Yeah, you know, I read, I read the Chronicle. All right. What more do you want from me? I read the Chronicle and NPR you know? and NPR. I read the Chronicle. Mhm. Mhm.
1: What? Mm-hmm. <laughs> no there's a lot of sitting stories that editor one sometimes There's
0: a- oh, okay well hey i'm a very busy guy i try my best i try my best that's all i can do that's all i could do what more i've been doing this thing recently where i've been talking like a new yorker because uh, new yorkers are always repeating questions and things they say my dad does this he'll say he'll say hey jonah you ready to eat dinner i'll say yeah jonah i'm ready to eat dinner he'll go you're ready I'll say, yeah, dad, I'm ready. He'll say, you're ready for dinner. <laughs> say, yes, dad, I'm ready for yes. dinner. Anyways, that's a tangent. Guys, we're at time. You see how fast it goes?
2: It was really fast. It was I fun. know, man.
0: It was really fun. I know, man. I'm telling you, seriously. Well, thank you guys so much for coming on today. I'm happy we got to end the episode with an anecdote about my father.
1: <laughs> I, <laughs> I would love to, to meet him and ask him how he's doing and him oh. tell me
0: multiple times I'm doing well. He so we would. <laughs> he doing well. That's so Mark, dude. That's so Mark. All right. Well, thank you, guys, and thank you, everybody, for watching and listening. I really appreciate it.